we have male hormones and one of the first um experiences i guess i would say you know victoria's secret Victoria's secret catalog. yeah i was like victoria's yeah. secret hey from the mountains to the east to the caves to the west you're listening to the real wth show Fresh cut grass, dirt, and love. You cannot beat the quality, consistency, and the price. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 75 <laughs> of The Real WTH Show. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's going to be a new thing. You're going to try to like get me off track. No, what we need is a strike here. Yeah, what we need is a strike here. <laughs> Behemoth! Um, that's a huge... <laughs> SpaghettiOs. <laughs> um, I am Tommy, and I'm joined here with my 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 main brohamian rhapsody wilson wilson how are you well, i'm good you look good you look rested i'm a little angry but i bet tell yeah. the tell the masses uh why you're so frustrated right now oh i was this close and I'm, a... I'm i'm showing about maybe a quarter of an inch in between my fingers yeah tommy would know about that <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was that close to getting a PS5 yeah. two different times today. Yep. Yeah. I was it two sucks. minutes away on one. And then the other, I had it in the cart and it just didn't work. See, that's the funny thing, dude. Like <laughs> buying a PS5 now is like buying like a like tickets to a concert. You know what? Speaking of buying things, we're going to do this one real quick. Okay. Because this is, this is just you were talking about buying things and this has to do with buying something. I think you might actually like it. Did you hear about what was sold at an auction the other day? Um, maybe has to do with music from back in the nineties. Was it Kurt Cobain's guitar? It was not his guitar, but it had to do with Kurt Cobain. Oh, um, was it his jacket or his shirt or something like that? no, it is a self-portrait that he did of himself. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a little drawing that he drew. Let's see. When did he draw it? Scribbled in black felt pen on stationery from TNT Music Center in Singapore while on Nirvana's Nevermind album promotional tour. The drawing is signed Kurt. But he, is that how you spell his name for real? K-U-R-T? No, he spelled it K-U-R-D-T, Cobain Rockstar. And then beside the doodle of himself playing the guitar, the rocker wrote, I don't know how to play and I don't give a hoot. Um, but take a, take a wild guess at how much this went for. Can I see a picture of it first? Uh, maybe. Is it good? 
No, it's horrible. Let me see if I can get a picture. Because there's some people out there that like artists there that draw that don't go. really know how to do it. Can you see this? It looks like something I would draw, like a stick figure almost. It's it's like a stick figure, but not a stick figure. Um, and it is signed by him, but the DT is it in fact his? Yes. Like it's okay. Yes, they verified um, it was him who drew it. I'm gonna go 25k. You're close, but a little bit off. Um, $281,250. Wow. Yeah. Um, so this, I think it broke a record for something. I forget what it was. <laughs> who bought that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but previously you, you talked about his guitar. Um, same place. They broke the world auction sales record with Cobain memorabilia. Um, I forget when it was though, but they sold his 1959 Martin D 18 E guitar that he played during MTV unplugged in New York that sold for $6,010,000 last summer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Making, making it the world's most expensive guitar ever sold at auction at the time. I don't know if it's been broken yet. We did an episode a long time ago about like, I think it was like if we had enough money or, money wasn't an issue like what will we buy and collect or whatever and yeah. then i remember handy was like I, I don't know i don't collect things he just wouldn't play along um knives yeah it was like it was knives like but for money me can't buy knives the thing <laughs> but for me like i'm like i would buy if money was an issue i think it'd be cool to have something like that like a guitar something that was played that had something to do with it or like in, like, and then like put a, the little the little doodle up right next to it on the wall. Right, um, I think that would be cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, if I had if I had six million dollars to spend on that, I more than likely have a lot more than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a. I don't think that person is like living in a shack, and they have a six million dollar guitar. Um, but man, that's that's so funny. I mean, if you really truly think about it, though like like that doodle right there okay yeah. and it went for that much money all it is is just some guy drawing something and he signs his name yeah like how is that i i, I and he's dead now right which means you can't get him anymore um yeah. but the thing is is like if you really really think about it i mean i'm a collector of autographs I and mean, you've seen my collection it's like why does that worth something just someone signing their name and so to put it in perspective, the um, this auction, they also auctioned off the 1994 Blue Cloud guitar made by Andy Beach and commissioned by Prince. Ooh. That one, $281,250. Only about $200 more than the drawing went for. Yeah, and that was Prince's guitar? Commissioned by Prince. I don't oh. know if he actually used it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff that I have is like, war history like i have like family memorabilia then i have uh like like musicians drumsticks and guitar picks and stuff like that and pictures and i, I own the first edition sports illustrated which i was actually pricing that today i think it starts at four hundred thousand or woo four hundred dollars yeah <laughs> if it was four hundred thousand dollars that thing would be sold Ooh, lacroix is that just the water no i know hi patriotic patricia um this is a new flavor Oh, do, you, do, you, do, do, do we... Uh, oh, you know what? Speaking of small measurements, 
Oh, you mean uh, you want to get to our world famous segment? Beer yeah, our cheers. I may just leave patriotic Patricia in there. It was like she made a cameo. I and mean, the I think, at the same time. I think the last time we saw her was our Halloween episode. And if you watch the video, you see her hand come into screen because she's handing us the drinks. Oh, yeah. That cotton candy one was cool. It was like You would have seen her hand on that one. Oh, you would have. <laughs> yeah. She's a hand model. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, this is a new flavor from Lucre. And it's called Beach Plum instead of Beach Bum. And it's and it's blue. So I thought it was like the just the water. That's the, well, yeah. It's got some ocean water on the, on the picture Ugh. and some sky. It's all salty. Oh, that one's wonderful. What's she it taste like, like it, though? It tastes like plums. See, I don't like plums. This, I don't know. This is different. It's kind of like mango. 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 In a way, you know? Like, you're like, oh, I wonder how that would taste as a flavor. Mango, you're incredible. And it's different, but I still like it, you know? Now, the last mango I had was that one that is still sitting in my fridge. That Mango and black tea? Yeah, and I can't stand that. I tried it again the I other day. It. Actually, I tried the other day when I was editing the last episode. Every time I took a drink, I was like, oh, I was yeah. like, I'd almost rather drink a beer. I didn't like it. Oh, me but, too. But you <laughs> but you have a new brew from I do. a new brewery. I don't think we've reviewed this brewery I before. Think, I think we have. It sounds familiar, but I don't know if it sounds familiar. Um, I'm pretty sure this one's in Davis as well. Hold on. I know we haven't. I don't think we've uh, reviewed it uh, this year. Oh, maybe it's West Sac. Yeah, West Sacramento. I'm a sack town boy. Come on. For some reason, I thought this. Oh, because it has to do with bikes. That's why. And Davis, you know that. Well, we well, if we reviewed it, it wasn't this year because it's not on my list. Yeah, probably not. Um, but this one's from Bike Dog Brewing out of West Sacramento. Um, this one is a double IPA and is called Sinking Ships. And I was telling you before the show, I do not get the label. Like maybe this, maybe you'll get it, but it's just a bunch of weird, different colored lips on a blue yeah, background. Show it to me. Oh yeah, it, and and what's it called? Sinking ships. Loose lips sink ships. What? The saying. That's a saying. Yes. Well, there you go. Just like your your no thing idea. you had last week with the whole, uh, what was it? Uh, bright at night, sailors delight, or whatever. No, no, it's red at night, sailors delight. Red in the morning, sailor take warning. You never that heard is known by everyone except this, for me. This apparently. saying is not. But you never heard of loose lip, <laughs> loose lips sink ships. Uh oh, they have a little thing on here. Let me read it. Um, in the time of brewing double IPAs, balancing the push and pull of the malts and hops is more important than the sheer firepower of the individual hops. We'll never say a bad thing about the hops in this beer as they produce the amazing orange crush aromas and tropical flavors. And it has Simcoe and Mosaic hops in it. Um, but this one is eight and a half percent. That's about all it says. Loose lips sink ships is an American English idiom meaning beware of unguarded talk. The phrase originated on propaganda posters during World War II. Um, but this is another one of those single beers that I got from, uh, where was I? Whole Foods. This one, it shows as $3.99 for one, which isn't a bad price. $4 for 16 ounce, 
not bad. It's definitely fruity. It's okay. smooth. You know, that's really good. It's got good bitterness to it, but it's not it's not too bad. It's, it's uh I like it. Orange crush aromas and tropical flavors that sent them out right. Well, that's what it says in the little description. Okay, I'll edit that part out. <laughs> um, um, you know that's a rule. If you say keep it, I have to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, dang it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see any other reviews on here on Untapped. Um, everyone just rates it. They're not really saying a whole lot. What they rate it? Actually, let me give my rating first. I'm gonna do a four point two five on this one. Okay, I like it. That's a good score. Yeah, looks like a lot of people are scoring at uh, about four, four point two five. Its overall score is a three point nine nine average. It's got a good balance between like the fruitiness, but still keeping that hoppy flavor, and it it's it's not super. It's not what you would think a double IPA. You know, most people are like, oh, double IPA, you know. No, it's not. It doesn't feel like super strong. It doesn't hit you that hard, but I like it. I swear you're reading the untapped right now because it says in its tags, hoppy, refreshing, balanced, light, and tropical. Yeah. So it's it's a good beer. You dig it? Yep. Definitely get it again. Yeah. Feels good when, you know, you come in after it's really hot outside, after carrying something up from like a road. Row at your driveway, yeah. Row at yeah. You 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 seem really out of breath. <laughs> All right, I'm good. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I don't have anything special. I'm just I think you covered the water today for me. Thank you, because I'm just drinking my strawberry, um, great uh, clear American from Walmart. Clear. Speaking and of I'm Walmart, drink, I'm drinking a regular water in my thin line brewing glass here, just because you know I. I'd like to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, hey, you think that water that you're drinking in that glass right there might have come from... Uh, never mind. We'll get to that later. Okay. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the uh, um, the towns here, they, they're like on a... It's weird. I've never had this happen before where I live, but certain cities and towns will get on what's called boil boil advisories where they're like, don't drink the water until we tell you but if you're if you need to use it, boil it first. And we had that happen once when they were working on a pipe down the end of the street. But an entire like three towns on my route, it has been shut down for like a week. So Oof. people aren't using their water. And they're like at the Walmart there, they have like this big water truck. And people are going there filling stuff up. I'm like, dang, that's weird. But there's actually a, a good movie called, I think it's called Dark Water with Mark Ruffalo or Ruffalo, however you say his name. And it takes place in Parkersburg. It's a true story um, north of me where there, I think it was um, DuPont or whatever. No, they were like Flint. No, different one. <laughs> they, they, they were, um, some of the stuff was leaking into the, like the creeks and stuff. And he, they noticed that like the cattle was like dying and stuff. At the very beginning of the movie, he like, cause he lives in Ohio, Mark Ruffalo does. And he drives into West Virginia to, because he, he's a like a lawyer, like a class action lawyer, and he notices like everybody's like all these kids' teeth are like just jacked, and like this chemical is like messing up everyone's teeth and everything. It's a true story, and and the thing is still happening. The, the case is still going on. Huh. So we, we we filter our water here, but um, yeah, good stuff. 
Um, I, I do a lot of canine. We're doing the cheers now, but do a lot of canine dogs have the same name? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because we're usually like one word. Um, because yeah. well, they're, could... they're actually like five words. What? Yeah, they're they're like registered names or really. Oh yeah, like the um, uh, AKC um yeah. thing. Yeah, we, we our our uh Toby our old pomeranian who's no longer with us he he had a name forget what it, what it was it was like toby something something he was akc certified then we had a golden retriever that was akc certified as well but doing a cheers today for elk grove police um canine uh rango um pa- passed away on uh what was it um i think it doesn't say exactly when but um is that the uh, one from cancer it might be. Um, it says right here on the Elk Grove Police Canine Association page, and I got this from uh, another page. Um, it says, it is with great sadness we inform our supporters retired canine Rango has crossed the Rainbow Bridge. Canine Rango passed away at home surrounded by his family. Canine Rango served the citizens of Elk Grove from 8-23-2012 to 7-24-2016. Canine Rango and his handler, Greg Tawney, were credited with apprehending many violent criminals and reducing the risk of injury to their fellow officer. Um, canine Rango will not be forgotten. Um, it's a good looking dog right there. Uh, always, uh, you and I have a special place for the affirm muscles. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like they don't get a whole lot of recognition, which I'm pretty stoked that, you know, running for heroes, you know, Zechariah's company or nonprofit is uh, I, like I said a few episodes ago, there's two other, two more branches of that with military. There's running for heroes military, and there's running for heroes canine. So, yeah. um, little I think your name is Teresa Ann. She she's running specifically for the canines, which are awesome. And then um, uh, Thin Lines doing another fundraiser this weekend, and they're remembering. I think it's Taro Sullivan because I think right, her, right, yep. Her, I saw that post. What do you call that? Her the day that she died is coming up death anniversary i guess something like I mean, that that yeah. sounds a little inconsiderate to say but yeah. it's essentially what it is i think i think that's on saturday so two days from now yeah so they're that also post. doing like 20 percent of proceeds from draft beer go to the canine association yeah which will i mean by the time this comes out it'll already have happened but um you know we'll we'll, we'll probably share some stuff you know or you have seen some stuff been shared from that so hopefully people have made it out to that um but yeah that's we we have a packed uh show today so um we're just gonna cheer cool stuff we're gonna cheer some canine canine rango thank you for your service and uh real wth cheers 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 boom so as i was saying before i was wondering if maybe that water that you're Mm -hmm. drinking came from the new river Okay, that's the New River. I was there today. Um, you are, yeah. Um, it might have come from the New River because um, the New River Gorge is um, our our big river by my house. It, it's the newest yeah. national park. Um, right yeah. now, it is completely brown and muddy. So, kind of like this picture right here. Oh man, I can't show it to you. Don't read the the headline. Okay, we've been getting a lot of. Um, 
it's hard to see, but yeah, it's really brown right now because we've been getting some uh, major storms out here with flooding and stuff. Um, so I just want to talk about, I heard a, a story about this. Um, so it's, it's a new national park, but this headline says not all the locals are happy about it. Have you heard that sentiment lately? Um, everyone I've talked to is stoked about it, but I, I think I might know the reason why. Well, I mean, for one, it just says that they don't have the infrastructure to deal with an influx of tourism in these areas. And yeah, the actual like park areas, like where you park and everything, there's not really any amenities, you know. Um, but the reason I heard about it is because I was listening to a, like a hunting podcast and they stole 7,000 acres that local hunters have been hunting for years. The national parks did? Park. Yeah. Which means I can't you can't say hunt stole. on it anymore. Yeah, I can't say stole because that's kind of a harsh word. But they, they took 7,000 acres that people have been hunting. And apparently it's a very good hunting area as well. Did they it's say just, which area? Um, hold on, let me find it. Is this where you're saying Charles might have mentioned something to me? Yeah, that's why why I was wondering if he he uh ever hunted this area. I'm sure he has. because um, the new river the new river is uh really, really big. Um I'm not saying really, really big. It, it's a long windy river. Um, remember that picture I showed you of Grandview? That river down there, that's the new river. Okay. I think that's the picture that I just showed you. Yeah. Because it, like, it was off a giant bridge. Uh, not a giant bridge. That's an overlook. Giant bridge is the New River Gorge Bridge. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's where this picture was from. I'll be going over that tomorrow. Because it used to be the um, the longest single span bridge it still is. or something like that. It still is in the Western Hemisphere or something like that. Um, oh, here we go. The park designation will have other costs for locals too. Hunters have lost access to about 7,000 acres where they pre previously stocked whitetail deer, turkey, raccoons, and other prey. That's all it says. I couldn't find... Oh, wait, here we go. So the New River Gorge first entered National Park Service Protection in 1978 as a national river. Right. Um, at the time, hunters were assured they would have free roam of the entire property so they could go wherever they wanted. Um, but as part of its recent name change, about 10% of that land was put inside the national park. So they lost 10% of the hunting area that they did have. Um, uh, hunters still have access to the entirety of what is designated the preserve, which is around 65,000 acres, as well as about 307. So they counteracted the 7,000 acres that they lost. By saying, hey, we're going to open up this extra 370 acres to you for hunting. Just 370? Yeah. Which hadn't been allowed hunting before. Um, oh, it says right here. The 7,000 acres set aside for the National Park are mostly concentrated in the heart of the gorge. Rough terrain that some say are the area's best hunting grounds. So, The oh, terrain out here, here is crazy. Yeah, that's what it that that was one of the big things, but they said that's what made it so good because not too many people went down there. So if you did take the time, you're gonna get something. Uh this guy says, I'm pretty disgusted about this whole thing, and there ain't a damn thing on God's green earth I can do about it, said Larry Case, a hunter and outdoor writer who lives in the gorge. Yeah. Um maybe next time I'm in the area, I'll take some pictures. It, it's really hard to um take a photo and and so you could grasp the terrain 
um it's literally like cliffs um, yeah on hillside um so those hunters that do go down there you gotta imagine they're hunting down there they gotta drag this stuff back up mm-hmm. it's not easy um but it is i mean i mean there is a lot of land out here is it is it weird that like you can't hunt there anymore but you can still like do rafting you can hike like what's the difference with why take away hunting i, I That's think what i don't get i mean I, I i this is just i haven't lived here long enough to really have a you know a dog in the fight but what they're doing right now is um it seems like you know i think it's like 90 percent of west virginia's money comes from tourism because we're like the number one hiking destination outdoor destination stuff like that now that 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 gorge is deemed a national park i think it would be unsafe for them to uh be hunting down there when it's like we're trying to get people in there that is the only thing i think um but i there's a lot of places that a lot like there's one place that i go turkey hunting around here which is blm land the original blm no no the original like bureau of land management you know oh my bad that's what that means uh (laughs) but um that area that i went it was open to turkey hunting and deer hunting during the season they had seasons for it um but it was also open at the same time to hikers um people on bicycles like mountain bikes and stuff like that and like uh horseback so there were people on horses all the time and i I know that hunting is you know deemed a certain time of the year so i mean i i don't know that's the only thing i could think of um i do know that like like i said like the like last year i could tell you from just talking to people west virginia got hit hard because there was no tour there was no tourism at all we the new river gorge bridge october it's in a town called fayetteville which is where the bridge is at every october they have what's called bridge day think of um it's like the forest hill bridge in your area but taller and it's it's more steep gorge they allow like it's as tall it is it's taller um and it's uh they allow they allow legal base jumping and they close off one half of the bridge so traffic only goes one way and thousands of people go there to watch people jump off the bridge they have a catapult that launches people off and everything didn't you get video of it well they didn't happen it didn't happen last year what? i swear we there's saw video, video of it of online but um we're gonna go this year but that little town of fayetteville gets a lot of revenue for that event and tourism took a hit here so um but my thing is is people are saying like you know what's the pros and cons of west virginia and these are West Virginians that are asking me. And well, honestly, I haven't really found any cons yet. I'm all except for one thing, which is our airport. Because remember back in the day when the Sacramento airport was just a, a metropolitan airport? Yeah. So if you wanted to go to Hawaii, you would your plane would fly from Sacramento to San Francisco to Hawaii. Yeah. And now it goes everywhere. Right when that airport became like a full-on international airport, our tourism got bigger. People can now actually fly into Sacramento right now. Our airport we have doesn't have, it's just, it's more like a metropolitan airport. We're the state capital. We should have a bigger airport. If you want to get tourism here and make that our biggest infrastructure in one of the least, um, I think, uh, I think our, our state is like the least, uh, what do you call it? Um, second to the last of, 
tourism no um like has the most money oh okay um and if you if you if you're wanting to bump that up and bring tourism in which is our number one thing um you need a better airport because the closest airport that's international is either going to be columbus ohio pittsburgh or um charlotte north carolina which means you could go to the aj yeah i could i thought about it i thought about it um that's from it's needed podcast people hashtag (laughs) it's needed needed. oh no it's the popo i'm coming for you in a good way to give you a high five (laughs) um but uh so basically that means if you want to go say you want to go hike here you're going to fly into an airport and then drive four hours to get to the place where you're going to hike a lot of people aren't going to do that um so that's my been my only um con of the of the whole thing but hunting is a big thing here when 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 we got here like that was very very new to me because you know you hunt i don't but like and i'm in a truck raised up so i'll be driving down the highway and i'll just see a pickup truck going down the highway with a deer in the back of it i normally don't see that and um, that's because california's hunting season suck i bet you would see it a lot more if you know people well, you, let us you manage told- the deer a little better you told me that you're lucky to get one and Charles maxes out every yeah. year. And then dude, I've almost the, the only reason I'm going to get one this year. If I do get one is because I'm going to get it on my property. Yeah. Now, do you still, do you still have to have a license if you kill on your property? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't know these things. Um, but you know, I know that we just had, uh, our governor just did, I think you guys might've done it too. I'm not sure. But last weekend it was free fishing. You didn't need a license to fish last weekend. We have two days a year that are free fish days. Was it like a weekend? Was it just Saturday and Sunday? Usually, I think it's, it, no, it's, it's two separate days throughout the year. Okay. Usually there's one around July 4th ish. Okay. And but we so one, one should be coming up and then there's another one like August maybe or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, we just had that last weekend. And I mean, so, I mean, if you were to ask me what I thought of that article, I think taking 7,000 acres and then giving them 370 is a slap in the face. It is. How about you it's, say, it, it's like Indian land, right? If you're going to give me seven, if, if I'm going to sell you 7,000 um, acres. Native American land. Sorry, you know, my bad. That's our people, dude. I'm allowed to talk like that. Or call um, it the reservation. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of that Seinfeld episode with the, the Indian deer. Remember that one where he gives her the, the wooden Indian and he wants it back. And she goes, what Jerry, an Indian giver. He's also <laughs> what I met. He goes, let's go to dinner. I made some, uh, she goes, what reservations. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, I bet they don't play that episode anymore. Well, they do on Hulu. Oh dude. There's some stuff on there where they're like, I didn't know he was gay. I'm like, like, uh, dude, oh, that's like Paradise PD on Netflix. Watch that. that. Watch one episode and you'll be like, how is this allowed in cancel culture? Yeah. Speaking of which, did you, I mean, on our other podcast, um, did you catch the, um, not the F bomb, but the other F bomb dropped on the Decker book in the jail scene? But the inmate called uh, Jamie. Oh yeah, I was like, when it, when it, when I heard that, when yeah, <laughs> when I heard that in because uh, I listened to the book, I was like, come again. <laughs> I was like, um, what was that? And then when I read yeah. it, I'm all, I'll be darned. 
he really wrote it <laughs> yep <laughs> um listen to the other podcast if you know want to know what we're talking about the real we might talk about it this time actually actually i think i think we are i think we will yeah yeah um sell but, down google google's acting up again apparently i said hey google you Dang never it. Said that. <laughs> fail um but oh, yeah i mean me to, but what i was said, saying is if said, you're gonna give me a joke if you're gonna tell seven or take seven thousand acres you should probably give seven thousand acres somewhere else or that, somewhere close to that you know yeah because right now like hunting and fishing well luckily with covid hunting and fishing has gotten a boost Mm-hmm. over the last year and a half because people have nothing to do but it's okay to go outside right mm-hmm. quote unquote um so people have turned to hunting there's a lot more right now it's it's had an increase of like a hundred percent at least yeah at least in california for sure so right now if you take away there's not that much land left to hunt especially like texas texas is completely almost it's like 95% private all the land in Texas that's why California is so good is because they once once the expansion went to California they had already real like Teddy Roosevelt realized you know we need to save areas just so people can enjoy the outdoors instead of places like Texas where everything's private you have to have permission for most things we need to save some areas and that's how I view the whole 7,000 acres, like that was an area that was promised to them back in 1978. And then they basically just said, you know what, we can change that. So we're going to take 7,000 acres away. Yeah. They have what 65,000 other acres, but still like it's the principle of it. Yeah. If you keep doing that, I mean, there was 72,000 acres. Now there's only 65 next time. Oh, we're just going to take 10,000 acres. That's it. I think if you, if you're going to look at it in any way right now, I think it very well applies to what happened to everybody in 2020, right? What got taken from everybody in 2020? A lot of freedoms that yeah. we have. And the government, it happened so quickly. The government just did it and nobody batted an eye. Everyone's like, well, what can I do about it? And then, so they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're not going to take your guns, but you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll ease up on the ammo. So you can't use your guns. Um, we're gonna make it to where you can't go get your haircut, where you gotta wear a mask. Um, yeah. We're gonna make it where you can't open your own business. And now they're like, now like people like Newsom are like, oh, we're opening back up. Yeah, yeah. And then Cal OSHA comes in the same day and says, whoa, 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 we're gonna wait two more days. Yeah. I'm like, what? What is these two days? What they're doing is they're like, okay, cool. So we saw how far we could go. Maybe next time we push a little bit more. Maybe we'll go for ten thousand acres next time. Yeah. At which point are we going to sit here and go, no, like this is plenty. We're good. I mean, if, if Eldorado County could do it with saying, Hey, we don't want a Dutch bros here because you know, it takes up space or whatever and and it's not, or it's not zoned for it. We could easily do that with our land. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, maybe um, I'll, I'll call Charles, see if he heard about it. I'm sure he's heard about it. I know he hunts a lot. Because I, I think it, it it got the national park designation like back in March or something, right? Um, it actually... Um, or it opened. It opened in March. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, really it's, it looks the same. I mean, it, it nothing, not a whole lot has changed from yeah, what I could budget, see. In this article, it says their budget hasn't changed at all. They still have the same amount of money to put towards it as they did before it was a national park. Yeah. I think it might get more yeah. advertisement, stuff like that. Um, Charles likes to hunt on his um, in-laws land. Um, they have like a big plot of land and stuff out there where he likes to go, but I'm sure he's hunted those places before hey, let let charles know i like to hunt on his in-laws land too oh dude fly out here fly to fly fly to charlotte drive four hours up he'll take you yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah that that i could see how that could get a lot of hunters mad because a lot of the hunters out here they just don't they're not like just guys that just started hunting they've hunted with their dad their grandpas their dad's dads yeah they, they, they've hunted for and they're hunting with their kids they're a generation of hunters and they're slowly seeing even, this thing go even away. on the podcast i was listening to most of those people are from uh montana i think bozen Bose, bozeman bozen Bose. sounds about right whatever that one is it starts with the b they're from there but like three out of the five people on the podcast had been to the new river gorge and hunted there so right well montana had a thing um because my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live there where there was open season for wolves because wolves were like taking over so they're yep. like kill as many as you want because and people were like oh that's so in inhumane of them i'm like dude they are there are so many but then i think it was also montana a few weeks ago where was it you tell me i don't know if it was you tell me about where they're allowing people to kill four bison no it was something about bison it was like um you win a lottery and you get to kill a bison up there and but it, I, lottery I sounds right because bison are basically gone now but i think it was like this one area at the, i can't remember what it was um so do you have any good segues to a different story because i do after that bison comment <laughs> um you know what uh go ahead if you, if it's a segue you take it what did Wilson find on his property this week? We're more like treasure protectors. Okay, so speaking of bison, how I said like they're basically gone now, let's talk about uh, another thing where they discovered some fossils of some things that are basically extinct now. Um, and this takes place close to home here. They don't give an actual, uh, what do you call it? An actual location. Um, but it, uh, let's see, what does the headline say here? Here we go. Park ranger stumbles upon, dang it, got all these ads popping up now. Park ranger stumbles upon treasure trove of several million year old fossils in Northern California. Wow. Um, so this park ranger over the, over the course of a couple weeks or a month or so, um, in the Sierra Nevada foothills, that's all it says for location. Um, started going up and he's like, oh, wow, look, there's some, what's it called? Like petrified wood? Is that what petrified it's called? wood? Yes. Yeah. Trees. It's like a rock or something. It looks like a yeah. rock. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a tree. And he's like, oh, that's weird. And then he keeps going. And he's like, oh, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more over here. And he kept going and he kept finding more stuff. Um, so they ended up like archaeologists went out to this site uh, or paleontologists, 
they found hundreds of Miocene fossils, including an 8 million year old mastodon at an undisclosed location. Hmm. Um, but listen, will if I can find it, get the wood, the petrified wood. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, 8 million year old mastodon skull with both tusks intact. Listen to this. A rhino skeleton. Whoa. Yeah. Who knew we had rhino here? A giant tortoise, 600 petrified trees, and many more specimens. Um, if I can find it, I'm pretty sure. So they found a salmon, right? From way back in the day. This salmon, I wish I could find it. So Sierra the, the the Hills, that, that really narrows it down to a few nothing. areas. Yeah. Uh, so um, the salmon was, oh, here it is. Among the finds were a horse. Dang it. Why did it just go away? Here we go. A taper, which I have no idea what that is. I think that's like a zebra looking thing. Let me pull it up on Google while you're going. Google it. It's a T A P I R. The remains of an ancestral salmon with sharp teeth. Guess how much the salmon weighed? 20 pounds. 400 pounds. Wow. Um, an extinct species of camel that was as tall as a giraffe. A belly! A gomphothere. Gomphothere? G-O-M-P-H-O-T-H-E-R-E. Which is, which is an ancient elephant with four tusks. So a taper... Or a taper, a nocturnal hoofed mammal with a stout body, sturdy limbs, and a flexible or short flexible proboscis um, native to the forests of tropical America and Malaysia. It was looks, it like a horse with a with an elephant nose? It has a weird little nose thing, but I don't know if it's look. I guess you could say that it looks more like a uh, a cow with an elephant nose more than anything. I think I know what it is. Um, it it says it's a prehensile nose trunk tapers inhabit jungle and forest regions of South and Central America with one species inhabiting Southeast Asia. Um, So it says with each fossil find, the team unraveled the region's geologic history and suspect that the remains ended up in the watershed when floods and volcano debris flow, volcano debris flows carried them there. Um, The team also also uh, hypothesized that the enormous fossilized mammals roam the area's oak and floodplains. So, I mean, this is cool. I don't really believe the like 8 million year old thing just because that's not part of something that I believe. Right. Um, I, I think that these things were around when people were around just we'll not get into that discussion but um it's it's cool to see all this stuff like who knew a rhino was in north america right like that stuff always baffles me dude there's no rhinos now have they ever found any other i mean i didn't look into this have they ever found any other rhino skeletons i don't know i don't think so but what's weird is have you ever been to the la brea tar pits in la I have not. I think we talked about this. They have like mainly the things that they pulled out of there were wolves. Like they have like wolf skeletons, but there's like um I think there's like a mammoth. They have like a mammoth like in the little tar pit, but they found things in there. But and, and it's just weird, like these things that are all, all happen 
way before we were around yeah. and um, before the city was there. And it, it's just, it, it's crazy. Um, if people are interested, you can see the Mastodon skull on display starting September 1st. We're getting a little closer to the location here because I don't think they transported it that far at CSU Chico. Okay, so Paradise area. Yeah. I'm wondering if some people were walking around up there. Yeah. I wonder if they, uh, um, do, for the fires, the park rangers were out and about like looking yeah. for things and the fires unearthed some, something. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, would that be Mount Lassen then would be the volcano? Probably. Or even uh, Mount Shasta. It could reach that far. Shasta. I mean, it wouldn't be. Um, What's the other one up in um, Oregon uh, uh, or Seattle? Rainier? Is Rainier a uh, volcano? Mount Hood, you mean? Mount Around Hood. That area? Mount Hood. Is that a volcano? A, that was a volcano. It erupted in the 80s when my dad was there. Okay. Yeah. Rumor has it Tahoe is uh, an active volcano as well. There have been so many earthquakes there lately. Really? Yeah. I remember you telling me there was one uh, not... Was it like last week or two weeks ago, I think? There's been probably four in the last two or three months. Because I think I remember hearing that they've searched the bottom of Lake Tahoe where they found the bottom and they found like Indian remains. You, you're you just reading my mind here. Not, not Lake Tahoe, but I have another story here about Dude. searching Folsom Lake. Okay, I, I might have the same story. Okay. Okay. So, uh, recently workers found a plane at the bottom of (laughs) Folsom Lake, possibly solving a 56 year old mystery. Dang it. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, this is possibly it's the same, same, what, what's it called? Style type of plane that was, that crashed in 1965 and nobody ever found it. Um, but there were some workers testing some underwater surveying equipment and they found a plane at the bottom. So they sent like a little sub thing drone down to the bottom and they were able to find like a propeller and tail that matched that of the one that crashed 56 years ago. That's cool. And you know, what's weird is this plane crashed with four people on it, right? And only one of the bodies were were recovered. So the other three are either still in there or they're just gone by now. Um, but the plane that the reason it crashed, it collided with another plane in midair. Did you read that part? No. Yeah. Collided with another plane in midair. The other plane was able to land, make an emergency landing. Where the heck would it land? Um, hold on. There's no airport right there. Mather. Yeah, good luck getting clearance to land in an Air Force base. They'd be like, land on Highway 50. We don't care. Uh, crashed after a midair collision at an altitude of 3,000 feet with another plane. Let's see. The body of the pilot of the one that they couldn't find was recovered, but the bodies of the other three passengers weren't. The other plane was damaged but remained in the air until it was able to land safely as it was now. Sacramento ex- Executive Airport. So down in like wow, like Land Park, like like South Sac area down yeah, there. South Sac. Yeah, it traveled like foreign over. road. Yeah, yeah, it traveled a distance. 
Yeah, which is weird. Like one plane's gone, you know, crashes over Folsom Lake, then the other one goes another what, like thirty miles. Um, that's crazy that you brought that up. Um, so people that don't really, I mean, that know about Folsom Lake, it's a man-made lake uh, from American River comes down into the lake, um, and it's dammed up by the Folsom Dam. Just below the Folsom Dam, you have Folsom Prism. Um, but every year, like California has like a drought, um, and they got to let a lot of water out and everything. Or when they have um, an influx of snow that year, what they do is they um, they got to let a lot of water out in the dam, like most places, to add for the melting of the snow and the snowpack so it doesn't flood. Now, there's a little area there in um, Folsom that gets, it's kind of like, it used to be like a little town, little city called Mormon Island um, that would kind of be unearthed a little bit. And Which so it could happen this year. It could. I mean, I heard you guys are kind of in a drought a little bit right now. That's um, what they say, but you know. Yeah. But we'll Mormon see. Island, I never witnessed it, but but I seen pictures. It's little bridges there's, in there. It's there's cool. a cool drone video that somebody made the last time. I think 2015 was the okay. Last I'll time. look that up because I was telling you about the dam at Summersville Lake, um, the Gad Dam, <laughs> the little Gad town dam. called Gad. They got flooded when they built the Summersville Dam. Um oh. That's cool though, man, with, with, with the plane. I mean, it sucks that they died, but um, it'd be interesting if you get any inside information some, for some friends that work there on the lake. I didn't see their agency yeah. listed on there. I uh, yeah, neither did I, but uh, I'm, I, I assume they were in conjunction with the You would think they would there. have to be. Yeah. Because the other ones are kind of below them a little bit as far as... Uh, um jurisdiction you would think um that's cool that's so funny that we have the same story i saw that as well there's no way wilson's gonna see this no way i mean we've um, already gone through all four of my stories well that's that's good it, it, it hold was... on did we not go over something that i had last time well well real quick since we're talking about like finding things this is really quick um they're making a new uh indiana jones movie are they yeah Harrison is, Ford is, is Shia LaBeouf. No, I don't, I don't think so. It just says uh, Harrison Ford '78 begins shooting fifth Indiana Jones movie. So nice. that's something we have to look forward to. Um, speaking of finding things, um, oh, we uh, forgot to play our. I'll go back and edit it in. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm that. Leave good. that in too. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> that's what she said. Um, let's see. What what do I have? um i got some sports stuff when you're ready uh sports stuff i'm, I'm gonna kick it off uh, with the sports um with something really really quick just because i don't want to talk about it a whole lot but it has to do with soccer uh which is a sport oh, that i honestly could which, not care less about um, and then more is women's soccer i think we have the same story um <laughs> <laughs> which are you talking about Rapinoe or whatever yeah it is? yeah let me just first of all say this <laughs> i'm a male that's you're, not something i want to see i'm just saying right i'm a male you're a male um we have male hormones and one of the first um experiences i guess i would say you know victoria's secret. victoria's secret catalog. yeah i was like victoria's yeah. secret hey um that's that's awesome 
Well, apparently Victoria's Secret is replacing their attractive bottles with Megan Rapinoe to sell no, lingerie. Not the, they're going from angels yeah. to, what do they call it? There's a word for it. Oh, there's a word for it. Uh, Victoria's Secret Collective. Oh, VS Collective. That's dumb. That's yeah. dumb. I don't. I don't want Victoria's Secret Collective. I mean, granted, okay. As a, as a you know, back in the day, you know, my wife knows about this. I could talk about it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what would you rather look at in this picture right here? I mean, come on. You know, just mail to mail. But the thing is, is like you know, as as a young man. You know, me and my friends, we'd go to the specifically the Galleria Mall. Um, back then, it would have been Sunrise or Arden because Galleria was open right around the time I graduated high school. And, you know, of course, you'd walk by the Victoria's Secret, you know, um, store and you, you would just, your, your friends would like try to push you in there. <laughs> yeah, man. They just like try to throw you in there. And it's like attractive women in there. And that's guys are like, I want to buy that for my wife, you know, and. It's like that scene like from on Mighty Ducks. Yes, or the scene from <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, that dude it gets a little hooter in here, hotter in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> one of the I love that clip from Christmas Vacation. Um, but putting her on the cover of that, or, or not the cover, but like as a model, who, who's that gonna do that for? I mean, not for men. I mean, I could say it, but we'd probably get canceled. Why though? <laughs> why why change? Why change something like that? Yeah, I think one of the most famous Victoria's Secret um, angels was, I think, Tyra Banks. Yeah, and I'm like, it, I, I think what they're doing is is they're trying to play that card of we got to be all inclusive and in, and in everything because yeah. now everything's so all inclusive. We got to include everybody. Boy Scouts means Boy Scouts. Girl Scouts means Girl Scouts. You know, if you're a company at Victoria's Secret, who honestly, you could have just been doing the whole angels thing and nobody would have batted an eye. But no. you had like maybe like five people come out and say, you know what, why don't you have, you know, and I'm sure some of those models are lesbian. I'm sure yeah, they are. Probably. Yeah. But but they're not like all, you know, manly like Rapino with the handy haircut bringing it back you know but the, it just i don't i don't get it man like 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 why change something no one was questioning it like no and 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 we talked about uh, on the last episode that about the oreos this right now has got victoria's secret more publicity and it, is it ironic that they do this during pride month not at all i think it was planned yeah yeah it's like what will this last past pride month do you think the story or, or the whole thing like will they keep it this way or will they go back to angels i think they'll eventually go back to angels um but they might be called something different like we're gonna revamp and we're gonna be we're gonna call it something different we're gonna re-engineer and restructure i guess you would say as they do in like most companies we're gonna restructure yeah um I just think it, I think it's weird. Um, I think a lot of people are going to get turned off by it, um, just like Coke did when, when Coke came out. <laughs> Hilarious, just like Coke did when when they came out and said like stop being uh, or try being less white. 
Yeah. Like, really? Okay. How's that not racist? Because if it was the other way around, it Are would they be racist. Use black bears now in their commercials. You, probably. You know. Good luck with that. Um, it, I, I don't get these companies that that cater and kowtow down to the um the the minority, yeah. and like if you guys are following if, if you guys have a little bit of a backbone and thick skin um follow aubrey huff on instagram he does not hold back he says everything he literally does not say anything that offends me at all um but i could see how sometimes he could offend people because he's just like if you want to be gay be gay i don't care but like he like has been ripping apart mlb lately for just their their flags and everything and he's like because he's on the inside. He goes, I know for a fact that majority of your players are embarrassed by this right now. Yeah. But nobody has the balls to say anything. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, they, again. They're still playing, you know. Right. And I'm, I'll be interested to see, like, the, the only person who I think is actively involved, somewhat involved in their sport, who's not afraid to say anything anymore is Charles Barkley. Because he'll, I, I, I like him. He, he said something the other day. I guess there's been a thing on the, cause he does a TNT after show with like Shaq and all that. He said something, he, I guess there's been a thing where he's been like ripping apart. Was it Houston? Uh, like ladies about being fat or overweight and Charles Barkley, he's not a pillar of, um, you know, strength. I mean, the dude's huge. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, I'm not one to talk, but he's, uh, people are like, like, they're like you, like the TNT or whatever they came out and said, you can't say that anymore. You're offending people. He's like, who five people. He goes, it's a joke. <laughs> He goes, every time I go to Houston, people are wearing shirts and stuff that's that it's been just friendly banter. And he came out, he goes, I don't really care. He goes, I only have two more years of my contract and I'm done. This is stupid. You know, he's all, I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> you know, he just does not care. And I, I love it. I'm all, dude, say what you want to say and just do it. Speaking of which, um, we talked about this guy a couple episodes ago, John Stewart came out and he was on the Stephen Colbert show, Stephen Colbert is basically in bed with Biden big time. Biden could like murder a kid and he's going to be like, no, he did not. Um, and John Stewart, who's a liberal comes out and he's, a, he's like, yeah, uh, coronavirus was created in a lab in China. And the whole time Colbert- And there's said, evidence for it now. Yeah, Colbert is sitting there like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's like, no, it, the, the funniest, I want to find the clip, uh, but it's so funny. He's like, he's like, if you were in Pennsylvania- and all of a sudden, a bunch of chocolate is spilling out everywhere. He goes, what are you going to say? I don't know. Maybe a snow shovel made it with a cocoa bean? He goes, no. It came from the effing chocolate factory in Hershey. <laughs> he goes, if you have a lab right there that is, the name of it is the Wuhan Coronavirus Lab, and the outbreak happens there, where do you think it came from? He goes, yeah. think about it. And, and, and that's not verbatim, but it makes a lot of sense. And so I'm slowly seeing these people coming out and start saying things against the media narrative. And it makes me happy. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like seeing like Aubrey Huff say, say things it, it, it's because I'm, I'll admit sometimes I don't have guts to say things that I, I just, I don't want to make any way, especially when I'm at work When I'm at work. I don't talk politics. I don't do any of that. I just, uh -huh. whatever. Um, I just can't do it because it, no one's going to change yeah, my mind. Tampon in. I did. Yeah. Wow. That is a clip right there. Um, <laughs> geez. But, you know, like, I, I just, no one's going to change my mind. I'm not going to change their, their mind. It, who is not going to do any good. So just move on. Right. 
Um, that's so funny, dude. That's two stories right now that we we're, we're we are synergizing today, my friend. Um, What's funny is is patriotic Patricia brought that story up today when we were driving home. I saw it before I took my nap after work. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Screenshot <sighs> show tonight. Sometimes I'm not gonna lie. This is a little bit of inside scoop for you guys. There's times where I've called Wilson. I said, "Where are you talking about tonight?" He's all, "I don't know." And then I'm like, I don't know either. And I'm like, crap, I, I don't know what to talk about. And literally, I just log on my computer, whatever, and it just flows. I'm like, now I have too much to talk about. Yeah. I'm like, what happened in that little 10 minute segment right there? I don't know. Um, but since we're, this is going to be like the episode of segues, apparently. Um, speaking of soccer, did you see the horrific video of that soccer player, like basically Collapsing. die on the field? Yeah. And then they had to, do some CPR. Apparently he's doing okay though. He put out some posts and said, thanks for all the support and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. He, um, it's a uh, Christian Erickson. I keep wanting to call him Eric Christensen. Cause he has two last names. Apparently, uh, Christian Erickson. Um, he was resuscitated the video. You see him like walking and kind of stumble and he just goes just face down. And then hey, people, you think he got a vaccine? That's a good question, dude. I never thought of that. I think he might have because don't they have to? I think so. Well, I don't even know if that was and, in the article that I read. And I like I talked about this because I saw I saw my aunt this two days ago, something uh -huh. like that. And um she she said they still have not received the autopsy report. Really? Yeah. And she she even said mentioned something about the vaccine. Because he was forced to get one, and oh. it was like a week from the day he got it. Do you know what vaccine he got? Uh, it was one of the two shot ones. Mo so Moderna, Moderna, maybe Moderna or Pfizer, because the Johnson and Johnson one is a one is shot. a one shot. But then a guy I work with, his uncle, got the vaccine. Same same way, like he was a marathon runner. He was in shape. He was older, right? Like fifties ish. Okay. But he he uh four days after he got it in the hospital and just declined from there. Passed away? Yep. Gosh dang it. See that and the thing is that soccer players, they are probably the most fit athletes out of every sport because yeah, they're running constantly running. And I mean, have you I mean, let's be honest here. We've all seen um David Beckham with his shirt off. It's like life goals right there the dude looks like brad pitt from fight club um yeah. and or, or uh troy exactly Ooh, good yeah. movie yeah. um i was like who's troy the stallion how's he doing <laughs> um mr Boltleg. okay um boat leg yeah boat leg yeah that's what i'm gonna start calling him now um but yeah what the scary thing is is you, you think he just maybe passed out or whatever but uh in the video you see like some of the players a lot of the players are actually crying because some of the and i think there was one player who right off the bat was like, get people in here now. Like he knew something was wrong and he's being credited, I think for saving his life. Yeah. Um, but the camera, which I'm glad they do this. They don't like, let's film it and stay on there. Um, but he uh, basically this, you start seeing one of the paramedics start doing chest compressions. You don't see him, but you see him going up and down and you know what that means right then and there. You're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, no breathing, no heartbeat. And they said that they, uh, what does it say here? Um, uh, we got him back after one defib. 
So that's pretty fast because um, usually it takes a couple times. Um, I think that's because they got to him so quick. Yeah, which is, which is good. One of my buddies, Mark, had a heart attack in a store, and the store manager saw it right away. Started doing chest compressions for ten minutes, dude. Um, my buddy Mark was like dead for like ten minutes, and then the fire department came out and uh, they put this thing on him. This uh, it does the compressions automatically. It's like a machine, and it kept him alive and going. And he was like. I think like in a coma for like two weeks or whatever. And he's fine. I mean, he's not the same. There's some brain damage a little bit slower, but he's, he's still, I mean, he could walk and talk and carry a conversation. You wouldn't know yeah. unless you knew him before the accident, before it happened, but it's to show you like, man, um, if people don't, um, you know, it, just take a simple first aid class um, or CPR, just have that handy because you never know when, when you might need or, help or just out. start compressions, you know, yeah, that's all they tell, tell you to do now. Right. It, yeah. It's just compressions now. Yeah. And to the beat yeah. of staying alive, which is fairly easy to, everybody knows that song. If you don't yeah. know it, watch the office clip. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but, uh, did you end up watching that video of that ball player getting hit in the head? I did. Well, all the videos I looked up, they stopped it before he actually got hit in the head. Okay, so they and then they showed him getting taken off the field. So they they've they've taken it off of YouTube, I think. So the video I saw, yeah. uh, I watched it uh, fairly quick, but he got looks hit. like it hits him like here. Is that right? Just above, like about two or three inches above the the right eye. Yeah, yeah. And he took it hard, and he went down. And it's the first time I've ever seen a ball player. Normally, when they go to the ground. They kind of stumble around like, oh, my gosh, what hit me? He just, he just collapsed. He collapsed, and you see his right leg just shaking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm thinking of, like, obviously for him, but, like, the fans in the crowd that are witnessing this and, like, the kids who are there to watch a ball game see this. They don't know what's happening. Yeah. And I think he's doing okay. I, I, I haven't followed yeah, up. Yeah, he that. was uh, – he went to Duke Hospital, and – some of the videos I watched, I think this happened two weeks ago. Um, but some of the videos I watched were, were like from news stations in the area. And they were outside the hospital when they were reporting on it. And they said that he is now like in like stable condition. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that that. Pro so did you ever see the x-ray of the guy who took the flying knee to the to the forehead in UFC? Uh, uh okay you should look that up there's an x-ray of a guy that took a flying knee to the forehead and it literally concaved his forehead like it it broke the bones and there was a dent in his forehead wow so i'm assuming it it had to do at least that much damage i mean that hit hard yeah i think I, they said it was like a hundred and some miles an hour off the bat i mean it's a line drive. it right. wasn't like it was a pop-up that landed on his head it was it was straight to his head and it was still going up. So that's See, I'm when all, it's gaining velocity, you know, I'm all for, um, I don't know if I'm in the minority here, uh, putting the nets all the way down the line, um, especially that's at how least San Francisco is now at least halfway down uh, the right, left and right field. Um, because uh, those balls, they scream off that bat. And yeah. the thing is, is um, if it goes over the net, yeah, it could still hurt you. I mean, a pop-up could still hurt you. But the thing is, is it gives you a little bit more time to react. Yeah. Um, people do not understand how fast those balls come off that bat. When we that, played softball, how many times did Bob get hit? 
Oh, that one on his knee, dude. His knee looked like like his it was it was like a, I think it was a shin. Hitting, it was a shin, and he, yeah, yeah. It sounded louder than the ball coming off the bat. Yeah, it looked like he had a second knee on his leg. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. And every time they were, you want to pitch? Well, nah, dude, I'm good. Every time I or if I would have that's, to pitch, that's I why would I pitch. don't play third. Dude, third is if I played third, I'm practically in left field. Yeah. I'm getting some, and I'm basically standing where the dirt meets the grass. I'm like, I'm going to have as much time as possible. I yeah. never understood how your brother did it, how Paul, how Paul did it. I'm like, your reaction time is way better than mine. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's just like, like it, it, the ball flies. And I understand like them making changes to like the game and stuff. Um, but I also, over my anniversary trip, we were um, eating in a place and they were playing the college girls uh, college world series softball, which one of my friends, her sister, they won it. Um, Oregon, uh, one of the t- one of the colleges in Oregon won it in their division. Um, she's the head coach. Um, Probably you, though. I'm not sure what it, which one it is. <clears throat> I can't remember. I know you and your brother have that little um, thing going on <clears throat> where you guys, you know, Oregon Ducks versus the Beavers. You guys are opposite ends. But I noticed that some of the girl pitchers, they wear like a face guard and some of them don't. Is that, do you know if that's like a, uh, like, just like a preference thing? I some think of the, so. Because some of the players like, and it has weird because some of like the outfielders, they oh, didn't this wear a says hat. Oklahoma won in 2021. <clears throat> no, it, it's, it's, it's a division. It, it's like they won the college world series in their division. It's an Oregon team. I know that for a fact. It's the SOU Raiders. Oh, so it's like Southern Oregon University. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. So it's like, this is like a different ver- like region of like World Series, but they want it. Um, so, but yeah, oh, I've always. Oregon, Oregon softball is go- still going. Okay. Oh, but, just kidding. But Southern Oregon University, I think, is they're the ones that won. Okay. Yeah. So that's like a. Oh, obvi- obviously, too, obviously a different Stanford division. Those were the ones that were being aired on ESPN that I was watching, um, which. I've, I've tried hitting a girl's fast pitch softball. I can't do it. One, it's hard to gauge when that ball's leaving their hand anyway. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but the thing is, is um, the, my, my friend's sister, I actually played softball with her. She played on our church team. And dude, if you've ever like just been like a dude on a softball team and you're playing with an actual girls softball player, because men's softball is, they just lob the ball in the air, but dude, the girls nine times out of 10 will play way better than the men. Like she was, she played third dude. She had an arm. I was afraid to catch like for reals. And she was so good. And, and to see her like go from playing like college ball. Cause she played college ball. Now she's a coach kind of does what, um, you know, did, you know, essentially what, what's her name from, uh, the giants did the, the, first the, the the coach from the giants i can't remember her name i don't remember but she, I, I believe she is a friend though of a friend of the show a a frequent listener katie they're friends with her oh she's cool. from she's from woodland um but yeah man like seeing those injuries happen on the on the field that's like I, I don't wish that upon anybody, especially, I mean, even my, my least favorite player, I don't wish that upon anybody, but I did see a funny play the other day where you know, I think it was a, 
no, it was two professional teams. I think it was like Baltimore versus New York or whatever. And the pitcher accidentally hit the Baltimore batter. And um, you see the pitcher, he goes like, oh man, like, like, sorry, like that. And then the the batter turns around and he like, like points at him like that. And you can see him start to, and then the, the catcher gets out really quick. And then they, then they both start laughing. They were on the same team in college. Together. He's like, he's a buddy of mine, man. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I'm like, I love seeing that stuff. Like those little, uh, those funny little, uh, the little banter, especially seeing like little Jose Altuve out there trying to like fake a ball and he puts the ball in his pocket and throws it. And the dude's like two feet tall. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. But so going since we're bringing it up a little bit, uh, my whole sports thing was about the Giants right now. I haven't been I'm, following. I asked you the other night. I'm pretty sure the Giants have the best record in baseball right now. Um, Is this real not, life? Not last night, but the night before. They were down seven to nothing at one point to the Diamondbacks, who have lost like every road game this season, basically. So Giants are at home. They're in, what's it called now? Oracle Park or whatever. Um, But they were down seven to nothing. They end up, kind of coming back i think it was it was eight to five ends up being right uh-huh giants get bases loaded i think it was the eighth inning and uh yastraminski yeah yeah oh, he's, he's back he he's has oh, the yeah. hardest name remember yes yastraminski he comes up to bat right and this is prior in the game. Steven Duggar has already hit like a 400 foot home run into McCovey Cove. Right. So they've got a splash hit already. Yastrzemski come comes up and I think he, I'm pretty sure he had two strikes on him and there were two outs and he blasts a grand slam into the Cove. Remember puts him, puts him up nine to eight. Remember when we were working for Loomis and I know we were both working that day and Posey hit the grand slam to send us yeah. into the, uh, I think it was a wild card or it was sending us into the next. Um, it might've been an elimination game. And then right. Cause I was listening to it and I remember dude minutes, my phone rings. I'm yeah. like, yeah. And all I hear is you on the other end. Oh my God. <laughs> I scream. Yeah. Then I get a, uh, I get a, another call from okay. Kevin, he's like doing the same thing. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So it's shown right here. San Francisco's uh, they do have the best record right now. Uh, yeah. winning winning percentage is uh, 0.638 that's the best out of all the other teams yeah uh, 44 wins 25 losses um, the team closest to them is Tampa Bay 43 and 26 I think um, but yeah but dude. last last night last night five home runs wow that's like me and my MLB by, game by the fifth inning Wow, so averages the of last, home run hitting. Yeah. So the last time they hit five home runs at uh Oracle Park was 2003. Wow. Wait. Yeah. And Barry Bonds hit two of them. Okay, cuz I remember so, Pablo hit like four in one game, but was that at home? I don't know. Yeah, so it looks and then like Belts Belts on fire right now. Like he was in a slump, but Belt, he's always one of those people who like he'll have a slump, but when he gets on, he's on. Like he smashed a home run last night. Like, and then uh, today, I think the game's probably over now. Let me check. Man, it's a day game. If you're an Arizona fan, switch teams. Yeah, they're horrible. 
D-backs. Oh, yep, right here. I just got an update. D-backs set MLB mark for road futility. Losing streak away from home reaches 23 games. Yeah, right now they're, lo- right now they're losing streak is, uh, I'm seeing right here, 14. But you said at home? Uh, no, on the road. Okay. On the road, they've lost 23 games in a row. Uh, but the Giants won again today, 10 to 3. Yeah, Pittsburgh has a losing streak of 10. Um, it sucks, though, for, for, for the Diamondbacks because I actually like Madison Bumgarner. I wish we still had him. Um, but as far as uh, him being to Arizona, I mean, it's only fitting that they do lose. Um, yeah. Did you know Romo still plays? Does he? I knew he was on like the Yankees or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought he was because I remember he went to the Dodgers for a little bit. Yeah, that's where he was born, you know, L.A. And and then, uh, the, but I think he only played for them for a season. I went down this rabbit hole the other day of like all these old players that I used to watch all the time, um, Omar Vizquel, all those guys. I was like, I wonder what those guys are up to. Like, like you know, do they do like baseball camps? I know a lot of them don't work anymore, um, but. Dude, that's good for the Giants, man. I'm hoping that they uh, keep this yeah. up. Um, 15 hits in t- today's game they got. Wow. I mean, Dodgers are right behind them. Uh, I mean, they're only Ooh, two Vossler and a half scored back. A run. I'm guessing Vossler pinch hit for another home run. Let me see. Hold on. Well, that's funny because the, the Giants beat the Diamondbacks today. That's who they played, right? Yeah. How many home runs did they have? Oh, maybe only one. Kevin Gausman. Casali. Casali. That's yeah, the guy who's yeah. backing up Buster. What's wrong with Buster? Which, nothing. They've come to an agreement where he plays three games, then takes a break. Must be nice. I mean, his because he took last season off the 60 game season or whatever, because he just had twins or something right. like that. Yeah. So he didn't want to risk and co- anything. And COVID just hit too. Yeah, so um, he took last season off, and I I don't think he could have done anything better for himself. Yeah, he looking... he healed up, and now yeah. he's having the season of a lifetime. This is like Buster rookie season right now. Right. Yeah. Gosh, he's batting. Let's see. He's batting. Where is he? He's batting three thirty seven right now. Yeah. Crawford. Crawford's doing incredible this year too. He's only batting 249 right now, but he's got 15 home runs, 44 RBIs. Like they're both having like all-star seasons and I think they're both uh I know Posey, the I know Posey's on there. Posey's got it. He's first in in catchers for all-star and then Crawford I know is is close um just because of the way they've been hitting. Dude, I'm watching I'm like a recap right now and it's showing um Gausman Dude, from far away, eight dead. innings pitched for him. Dude, real quick, eight innings pitched. One of his pitches was still at ninety six miles per hour. That's still some heat, dude. At ninety, I mean, that's like a lot of pitchers. That's that's their first pitch, like is ninety six. But uh, uh, Galsman looks just like Barry Zito. Yeah, I, I'm watching him. Like, dude, is that Zito? Like, it literally yeah. looks like Zito. The the Giants have found like. Like Yastrzemski, Yastrzemski, uh, Gaussman, like all these pitchers and stuff that they picked up in the offseason that were like, oh, these guys weren't so good when they were with, you know, the the Red Sox or, you know, whatever team they were with before. 
but the pitching coaches and then Gabe Kepler just for their, you went from Bruce Bochy, who was like an old timer, right? Which is good. I, I like the old time baseball style play. Yeah. But Gabe Kepler and the, the coaching staff they have now are more pushing towards like they picked up pitchers and these pitchers declined when they started throwing pitches that they weren't good at. But they, but the the coaches were telling them, "Hey, you need to throw your fastball forty percent of the time. You need to throw your changeup fifteen uh, percent of the time. You need to throw a splitter, you know, ten percent of the time, and then fill them with this." They're like, "Hey, if you're not good at throwing a splitter, don't throw it. Stick with your two pitches that you're good at." Right. And that's that's how the pitching's gone this year. I mean, they t- they've taken that kind of approach with everybody, and it's it's working out. Nobody thought, like, I think I told this before. If you would have bet on the Giants to win the World Series at the beginning of the season, and you put fifty bucks in, I think you would have won like twenty thousand or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're looking good right now. I mean, Arizona. I'm watching all these bloopers right now. I didn't know Josh Reddick was on there. Uh, yeah, yeah, but- and he looks weird. <clears throat> with his shaved face and i, I don't think you, he has a mohawk anymore you and i went to the a's game and we were all who's that i think it was when he was a rookie we we're all who's that guy you're all who, who are they putting on their team crackheads dude he looked like he's straight out of like auburn yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like dude uh good for them though man like was that the game where what's his name uh dallas what was their pitcher's name uh bryce dallas was it bryce dallas no no i thought his first name was dallas dallas oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh he he was on the cats uh yeah he ended up breaking his arm oh no i don't think it was that was the game uh no not in that game but he ended up breaking his oh, arm yeah. and never really came back from that yeah Dallas something something dallas or something like that. Uh, that that was where i was i was ready to grab a ball at batting practice and he jumped up right in front of me and, and grabbed it instead. And I could have grabbed his beanie off his head. Yeah. Made me a little angry. Not Dallas Kukul. No, it wasn't him. Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden. That was yep. it. Yep. That was him. Yeah. Because uh, remember, I saw him on the Rivercats. And yeah. that always bummed me out. I always wanted to, like, especially with you, go to a Rivercats Giants game at Rayleigh Field. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever it's called now. Sutter Health Park. Sutter Health Park. Uh, we have, uh, you know, I went to the Miners game here in, in my town, and I guess we have two more teams that I'm going to go. Charleston has theirs. It, I don't think they're affiliated with anybody this year. Nice little stadium. Kind of reminds me of Rayleigh Field. They incorporated some of the old buildings, kind of like what San Diego did to Petco. With the old metal metal yeah building or yeah they, they kind of incorporated San that diego metal works or whatever yeah and then um, down here in princeton they have the <laughs> their team name is hilarious the princeton whistle pigs <laughs> they have some funny names i think that's the name of a restaurant uh i know it's the name in of like Tennessee. A, might be it's a, i think it's what they call like a no bar. no the, the restaurant is like pig and whistle that's oh, what it is yeah but I'm going to go check it out. Uh, what some of the games there. Cause I think they, they used to be Tampa Bay's uh, minor league team. Oh but, yeah. Maybe I'll start watching. Some Not Giants anymore. Games. Now that's the uh, Durham was, bowls. Oh, it was like the single a, it wasn't like triple a. Oh, uh, but however, the Richmond flying squirrels aren't too far from me. Oh really? Yeah. Cause Richmond, Virginia. 
I always thought it was Richmond, California. Oh, dumb. I had no idea. <laughs> no, it's Richmond Flying Squirrels. The they're in Virginia. Oh. Um. So that's where you start out when you're on playing MLB the show is the flying yeah. squirrels. Then you just pray you make it to the river cats, then the giants, then they trade you to Boston. Yeah, I'm bitter <laughs> still. So, but cool, man. That's all I have today. We have a whole other show to record and it's a doozy. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. It's been fun. It's been real. Uh, I want to thank MSR arms uh for sponsoring us uh go to msrarms.com make sure you use offer code wth5 for five percent off your entire purchase um and say hello to ryan send him a little message on there say hey hi ryan hey girl hey girl hey girl and then thin line brewing like we said man they have, they have some awesome things coming up um you know they got some new new drinks and they have those slushies and i heard california's in a heat wave go get yourself a slushie there slushy. Yeah, go get a slushie. And you said Seven Eleven. Yeah, you said it tastes like a Tommy Girl, frozen Tommy Girl. Yeah, um, which I could vouch for that. That means it's most excellent. <laughs> um, you can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can download podcasts. Just leave us a five star rating if you would please do so. And you know, like I said, if it's not five stars, just email us. Don't leave the rating. Yeah, just email us. Let us know what we could do different. We're always down for that. Yeah. Um, socialist media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and untapped, which is where Wilson's beers are all the, all of them are reviewed in his, you know, very, very beautiful pictures that he sends me like three days later. I might uh, actually review one on the new show. Cause I got a new beer here that I'm going to drink for the new show. Do it. It'll be a first on yeah. the new show. Um, and then if you want to reach out to us, we could be contacted, um, by phone or text at 916-259-3030. Um, or the real WTH show at gmail.com, you know, show suggestions, beer suggestions. Wilson's always down for beer suggestions. Um, yeah. If you want to come on the show, let us know. We have ways of making that happen. You don't even have to leave your house. Um, so we would love to have you. Yeah. So that's all I have, my dude. That's it. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, Jay. Boost lips, sink ships. <laughs> you caught me off guard. Stop it! <laughs>